You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. And welcome back into the Blue Horseshoe Pod, the bi-week edition of the Blue Horseshoe Podcast. Reineke and George Bremer here with you. So some big surprising news coming out of AC South, George, and that's the fact that on Tuesday, the Titans announced their GM, John Robinson, was fired, despite the fact they are, again, well on their way to winning their third trade AFC South title. John Robinson has taken over the Titans in 2016, has had a winning record every single season. Is there anything right now, at least, obviously we don't have intel, but is there anything that can explain what the Titans are trying to accomplish in firing the GM that has nothing but success so far in Tennessee since 2016? You know, no. I, when, when I first saw it, my first thought was, you know, is, is there something coming out? You know, has he done something wrong? That, that's where my head went, you know, right away, honestly. Uh, but, you know, I wonder, I do wonder if there's any connection to the recent talk. I know there were stories out in the athletic and somewhere else that, you know, Mike Vrabel maybe is going to be interested in the Ohio State job down the road. Maybe that opens up in the next couple of years if they can't figure out an answer for for their struggles against Michigan uh you know is, is this an answer to that maybe is it a way to give Mike Vrabel a little bit more control in this franchise or is it just a reaction to the fact that AJ Brown just pants them oh. on national television uh you know in a 35 to 10 loss to the Eagles on Sunday yeah I think timing's everything and like I said when your former top receiver goes and tortures you Big time for, what, 140 yards, two touchdowns? I think that is that is definitely a straw for sure. Also, this, George, I think I don't think it's a good thing for the Colts whatsoever because, like I said, the Titans now have been that team. Right? The Colts just cannot get past in terms of winning the division. They've been the biggest thorn in their side the last few years. But this, for me, is signaling, at least as we record this on Tuesday, with, with nothing you know reports-wise, scandal-wise coming out. So let's just say it's for performance only. I think this is the Titans telling you, yeah, sure, we win the AFC South. Right now, it's not as big of an accomplishment as maybe winning other divisions. We're sick of winning 9, 10 games and then being, you know, kind of one and done in the playoffs because we don't have a quarterback and we don't have really a style that is conducive to winning in 2022. I think this is the Titans going on, you know, maybe the, the start of a makeover here and really trying to kind of align themselves in a way that you can win kind of like what the Chiefs have done, kind of what the Bills have done, where it is quarterback-centric, but it's also you can win in multiple ways, especially in the passing game. I and mean, you see the Titans – the fact that Colts can't beat him is maddening for two reasons. Number one, because you know what they're going to try to do. And number two, the roster is not exactly, you know, filled with stars. Like, I would, I don't know if there's a hot take, George. Like, I would still argue this. I think the Colts roster is better than the, the Titans. I think on paper it was. I think that's why we had the picks that we had coming in, you know, the, the, the way we looked at this. And honestly, if you look at the, the uh, statement that was put out by Amy Adams Strunk 
uh, earlier today or on Tuesday, you know, it's basically what you said that they want, they have high expectations and, and they want to strive for more. Uh, and I think that's what they're looking at. You know, winning the division is not enough. Now the question is, I think John Robinson has done a pretty good job. I think that there's, I think it's definitely not the most talented roster in the league. I think that I would give Mike Vrabel more credit in that partnership for, for the success than I would John Robinson. But I think he's done a good job. He's got in guys like Kevin Byard. He's brought in, you know, we'll see what happens with Malik Willis. But, you know, he I think he's done a, a good job with that team. The question now is, you know, who are you going to get? And I think that's what will be interesting moving forward. I don't think it helps the Colts if for no other reason that they've got enough problems of their own. they got to figure right. out who their head coach is going to be. They may have a general manager search of their own going on. Um, you know, I, I do wonder this. Does it make Jim Irsay more likely to keep Chris Ballard? Does he not want to give the opportunity of him going within the division as highly as he thinks of, of Ballard as general manager. I don't know. It's just something there. It's it's something I'm interested. Like I said, if the Titans can fire their GM, there's no excuse then for Jim Irsay not to pull the trigger on Chris Ballard. Then just because, like you said, if the Titans are doing it and they would have all this accessories, so that means you know, kind of show you anyone can get fired. But it's like, man, if you're the Colts and you can't beat the Titans now again with a, I still think a more talented roster at times, especially this season when you lose AJ Brown. Is the Titans actually go for it now again? Going for it and succeeding is two different things, right? They're going to try at least, it sounds like, to kind of take their roster and take their team to the next level to be able to compete with the Bengals, with the Chiefs, with the Bills. That's going to start with the quarterback, and maybe we'll see if that means you know pursuing a guy like Aaron Rodgers if he's available, or Tom Brady if he's available, try to get him with his pal Mike Vrabel to town and kind of revamp the way they are and not you know rely on Ryan Tannehill or rely really more, I should say, on Derrick Henry to get things done. But it's interesting, like, if you're Jim Mersey, you know the old saying, George, you can't beat him, join him. They can't beat the Titans. If you're Jim Mersey, do you look at John Robinson as a potential replacement for Chris Ballard? It's a good question. I mean, I think he's done a good job. Again, I think Mike Vrabel is more to credit for that group. You know, if you if you look at Tennessee and you're trying to figure out why they're winning, I, I give more of that to Mike Vrabel. Uh, but I think if the Colts have a GM position open, uh, I think John Robinson's name would come up, and I think it should. Yeah, I'm I'm with you there too. Like, I think if I think what this move does for the Colts in terms of, I think it opens maybe Jim Mercy's mind, and maybe if he was, let's say, not totally dead set, but leaning towards bringing Chris Ballard back, I think this does give him a little bit of pause uh, in terms of that decision. But I'm with you. Like, I would not, if I'm Jim Mercy, I'd rather have Chris Ballard over John Robinson because, like I said, I think mm-hmm. for me, the success Tennessee's had over the last few years, it starts and ends with Mike Vrabel. Like that, this is a guy who's done more with less. This is a guy who doesn't really matter, you know, who his quarterback is, the injuries they have on the offensive line. Like, they won. the They had the number one seed in the in the uh, AFC last year, and they missed their best player, Derek Henry, for half the season. So that just kind of shows you that, you know, Mike Vrabel, in terms of doing more with less, has been, you know, easily one of the top five coaches, I think, in the NFL. But also, at the same time, the reason why we're giving him so much praise is because I think the GM has not done, you know, a good enough job in kind of putting pieces around him to make his job a little bit easier. And then again, when you trade away – you know, one of the best young wide receivers in A.J. Brown you don't want to pay him. And then all of a sudden you quickly see, well, that was a mistake because he's lighting up in Philly. And right now, even though Traylon Burks has showed some signs, there's no real wide receiver right now in a Super Bowl or bust window with Derrick Henry that you can rely on. He does kind of go show you and raise questions about, you know, John Robinson's team building uh, potential. And that's why, again, if you're Jim Mersey, I don't think I would pursue John Robinson and kind of have him be the guy. If you were to fire Chris Ballard, have him be the guy to replace Chris Ballard. Like I said, to me, I, I'd be more concerned if you fire Chris Ballard about Chris Ballard going to Tennessee. 
and him teaming up with Mike Vrabel and giving him a better roster and, and maybe making that leap. Uh, I, I think it'll be interesting to see if it affects Ursa's decision-making in that way in, in any manner. I also don't think it's any coincidence. Vrabel was very vocal during the offseason that he did not want A.J. Brown gone. I think at some point he even made the statement he won't be traded as long as I'm head coach here. It was about a week later that that deal hmm. got made. So, again, with the timing of this and Brown just doing that, I don't think that's coincidental. And if you're the Colts, I think it also just goes to highlight, like, look, like, shit, like, you no, know, you cannot leave any stone unturned, right? Like, this is an offseason that's going to be, yeah, I don't think it's high probably. Talk, we talked about this a few different times, Georgia comes to this offseason for the Colts. How important is like this offseason will kind of project and, you know, direct, I should say, the trajectory of the Colts for the next like, five years. Like, if you are able to get the head coach right, if you don't have to even get the quarterback right, per se, in terms of if you're able at least to just, get a plan in place, I think, you know, that could kind of help you going forward in the next five years. But if you swing and miss on head coach, if you take a quarterback, just take a quarterback and say, ah, screw it, let's see what happens. And that swing, you know, fails. You know, we're talking about a team that, again, you're going to – it could get a lot worse for the Colts before it gets better, depending on how this offseason goes. It's a big one here for the Colts in terms of direction. But, again, that just shows, I think, and also the, the firing of Robinson highlights look like nothing is off limits for this team. Like they are not in a position where you preserve the benefit of the doubt in really any area player wise, coach wise, GM wise. No, absolutely not. And I think that's, what's going to make it an interesting off season. I, and I've been talking about it for a while and you've been agreeing. I, I don't know that the Colts are as well set up this off season as people think, or as some people think, you know, I'm not as excited about what might happen uh, once the season ends as maybe a lot of other folks are right now, even with the move, the, the pick moving into the top 10, you know, you, you got to find that guy. you got to find that difference maker, however that happens, whether that's a, a J.J. Watt type, whether it's a Stephon Gilmore type, whether it's a, you know, a quarterback who's going to come in and, and play really well, or whether it's a left tackle who's going to hold down that position for the next two decades. It doesn't matter really position-wise. You've got to go in there and find a stud. you got to come out of there with, with a blue-chip guy, and this team isn't just one guy away. So I'm not all that excited because I don't think they're going to end up with that quarterback who changes everything this offseason. And aside from that, I think it, there's there's too much other stuff that needs to happen to get them to a level uh, where they can start thinking the way the Titans are about trying to join that elite with the, the Chiefs and the Bills and the Bengals. Right now, you're just trying to, to get to where the Titans are currently. You know, they're trying to move another level up. You're trying to get where they are. Uh, It'll be interesting to see. I think it's going to be a really important offseason, but I think it's one of the more unpredictable ones because it's been one of the more unpredictable seasons. Whoever would have thought we'd have had the three-week stretch we had beginning with the elevation of Sam Ellinger to the starting quarterback and everything that happened uh, after that. And when you look at that, it makes me really pause before I make any kind of predictions about what's going to happen once the, the football is done being played for this year. You're right, and it goes to highlight the unfortunate reality, which is the Colts are not as close as we truly thought they were. You know, we we didn't think they were, cont- you know, super contenders by any stretch of the imagination this year going into the season. But we both thought that if you're like, if you're not at that elite level, like where the Bills and Chiefs are, okay, we thought they were in, you know, tier two at least, and kind of, you know, getting on their way to slowly get in there. And this season served as a reminder they are not because, like, the, if the Titans are on tier two, you see the gap between right now the Colts and where the Titans are. It's massive, and you see the gap between where the Titans are. And some of the elite teams, like Colts have three or four levels to go. And that's not going to change in one offseason. And that's why, again, like, I don't mind, like, Chris Ballard has been patient throughout for the most tenure uh, or most time of his tenure. I don't mind patience. Like, I can be patient. I know fans want a quick turn on. They want to win 11 games next year. So, I mean, I, everyone does, right? You want to win the Super Bowl each and every year. Don't get me wrong. 
but also I want to build a sustainable winner. And like I said, that starts with even maybe not taking a quarterback in the first round, but getting that standout corner piece, you know, kind of guy, cornerstone kind of guy, wherever it may be on the defensive end, at the offensive line, at receiver, like just slowly building and checking off one less problem. Because like you said, there's a lot of holes in this team. It's not just their one player. They're not a quarterback away from any stretch of imagination from being contenders. So if you're able no. to at least go through positions and say two or three are off the checklist for next offseason, I'll say that's a win. If you look at the way the Bills and the Chiefs built their their teams, that's what they did. And I think that's the mold that the, that the coach should follow. Make it the best situation for any quarterback that comes in here. Make it the best it can be. Get that offensive line where it needs to be. Get that defense up and running. Buffalo, in particular, did a really good job of that. And then when they got the shot to go get Josh Allen, they did. And, and I think that's the thing. I My caveat to all of this is that if Chris Ballard or whoever the general manager is next year has conviction about one of these quarterbacks, then absolutely go get him. We've talked before about probably having a chance to go to two or three with Seattle and Chicago possibly slotting into those spots. Those are two teams you might be able to deal with. If you do have conviction about a quarterback, you've got to go get him. Uh, but if you don't, stick where you are, take the best player available, and add a Pro Bowl, perennial Pro Bowl player to this team. Right. Like I said, I'm 100% with you. Because if you're not in love with them, that's only going to lead to failure and it flaming out. And then again, that's a one less uh, opportunity. You have to cross off a wish list. They said is more than one or two positions deep, one more than one or two players deep. So it's all about just kind of consistently getting better, whether that's this year, the quarterback, whether it's in the first round, next year's first round, maybe the second or third round this year, however it is, you got a long way to go. Like I said, there's some building blocks for sure. There's a building this team. I think the Titans are kind of a good example of that. Like uh, if you're trying to catch them, they are not there yet. And the Titans, uh, in terms of being uh, at the top are also, again, there, there's a big gap there. So there's a lot of room here, a lot of work for the Colts' offseason, which is, I mean, selfishly, George, partly good for us because, hey, look, it gives us more kind to talk about, and it definitely makes the offseason more interesting than the regular season, which is, unfortunately, the, uh, the reality we're living in right now. Yeah, absolutely. Subscribe and, and hit your notifications. Do all those huge things that you can do right now because it's going to be a very newsworthy offseason, and we're going to have a lot to say about it. It's definitely, it won't be an off season. That is for sure. Like I said, this is no, no off time, no rest for the weary. That is for sure. So that'll do it for this bi-week edition of the Blue Horseshoe Pod. I know we're just kind of talking about being busy, but this is the one and only pod we'll do this week. So no, you know, Thursday pod, no, obviously Sunday post game, because there's no game to react to, which is one of the best news I could tell you, Colts fans. So enjoy the bye week Enjoy again, not having your Sunday ruined by the Colts. Have a great rest of your week, and we'll talk to you next week on the Midweek Pod right here on the Blue Horseshoe Podcast.